0: My name is Ronika Jacobs, and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more.
1: My next guest, Jacqueline Jack Perez, is helping women strive for more in the area of female empowerment and personal development. Jack is the founder of Cool Life, which is an online platform focused on redefining midlife for women through meaningful curated content and women-driven brands. She now has over 30 women who share their expertise by writing relevant articles for women in their midlife. Her cool shop has enrolled 24 women-driven brands to sell their merchandise and elevate their brand. In this episode, she will share helpful tips to get women through midlife woes and share her mission of making women understand that a fabulous life can still continue through midlife and beyond. Hi, Jack. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here today.
1: Now you're a woman, I'm a woman, so anytime I can talk to someone about female empowerment and making sure that women are striving for more, not to be biased against the men out there, but I'm all <laughs> about that.
2: <laughs> I hear you, sister. It's completely my mission in life, right, to further redefine midlife for women and beyond, and and also I want to help our younger sisters so that they, when they get to the stage they're not dealing with a lot of the same things that we had to deal with. I'm just trying to make it better for our younger sisters as well. So I hear you. <laughs> uh,
1: love it. I love it. So then, I mean, let me ask you this. What does true female empowerment look like, at least from your perspective? Because people kind of throw that around, right? Like, oh, yes, I want to empower, you know, women. and But for you, what does female empowerment really look like?
2: That's a great question. For me, uh, personally, it is, how I have structured Cool Life, the infrastructure of Cool Life is my definition of women empowerment, meaning that it is, I, I built a platform, I built a community, a virtual community, and I have opened it up to women who have something to say, something to share, something to offer other women, and they want their message out there. They want to be heard. And my platform is, embodies the empowerment of these women it allows these women a vehicle by which to get their message out there to get their expertise and also to showcase you know if they happen to be an entrepreneur with uh with a product or service they can showcase their women-driven brands as well so that's that's what i think of when i think of women empowering women or women empowerment that's wonderful all right so talk to my listeners And me as well. I mean, I know a little bit about
1: the process of how you began Cool Life, but talk to the listeners about the
2: the birthing, if you will,
1: (laughs) of Cool Life.
2: (laughs) Sure. Well, I think for me personally, I have lived what I think is a pretty big life in bright colors, ran my own PR marketing firm in, in San Francisco for years, you know, traveled around the world with a backpack, pre-smart anything, you know, with no smartphone, nothing that had electricity. Uh, Began a martial arts career in PATH in my 40s and got all the way to third degree black belt in Taekwondo. And then right around my early 50s, like 52, 53, it literally felt like I was disappearing, that I didn't matter anymore, that nobody was talking to me. I couldn't find information out on the web. I couldn't, you know, it it just felt like, Literally, if I didn't get out of my pajamas all day, nobody would notice. And I was, I'm not done. I'm not even, I feel like I'm barely getting started, much less even remotely close to being done. So a friend of mine and I decided, you know what? We're going to build our own community. We're going to build our own platform where, where we can get the information that is relevant to us and to our other second act sisters and create it so that we don't disappear. And that was the reason. I mean, that was my, my, you know that's what kickstarted me into creating the platform
1: so i love it i love to hear how things that seem so simple but then they really become change agents to it really impact our society in a really positive way so kudos to you jack like seriously now thank you i want to talk about the mean girl concept and and when i say the mean girl concept for some reason It is difficult for women to support each other or lift each other up. We tend to have this jealousy complex, and I don't mean all women, but we sometimes tend to have this catty nature, whether it's in our jobs or with our friends. How do you think this
2: whole mean girl kind of concept developed, and what can we do about it? That's a really good question, and I have written about this topic often. I have a weekly blog on the platform called Jack's Smack and I've touched upon this mean girl concept in many of my blog posts. But here's the deal. Here's where I think this comes from. Before I started my own business, I was typically the only female at the table. You know, in my corporate America job, in my also in my professional marketing and PR firm, it was very rare that there was more than one woman sitting at that table. And I think we have grown up with the idea that there, that all tables only have like one seat for a woman. And so we've all grown up with this scarcity complex, and I feel that we have been indoctrinated and subtly taught that the only way to grab that seat is to somehow push the other the other chick out of the way, right? And what I want is I want to change that paradigm. And how I've done that is I've built my own table. And every chair at that table is filled by a woman. And if another woman shows up, I'm like, we have room at the table. So scoot over and pull up a chair. You know, we'll even share a chair. You know, no one's that big. We can share a chair. But I want to – I built my own table that is all women and you know empowers women and encourages women to come and participate but i honestly believe that that mean girl idea emanates from a time where it was so hard to get a seat at the table that was all men and so we really treated each other poorly to be the one person in that seat
1: so a week ago about a week ago we had a monumental moment and now, it, President Joe Biden has won, and Kamala Harris is now the Vice President of the United States. So that's the second highest office in leadership that you can hold in our country. So what do
2: you think that
1: means for us as women in
2: leadership? Wow. You know, first of all, I I am so glad and so happy to be alive to witness this monumental change in in the way that women have been able to break through the glass ceiling because holy cow right that is like the highest glass ceiling there's been and i i'm just very moved by the fact that we've gotten to that point where we we were able to elect a woman as as a vice president so i'm very proud of our country for coming this far but you know the other side of the coin and I hate to be skeptical on such uh, on such on the heels of such a great victory for women, but I worry about a backlash. I worry about the idea of like, well, we 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 elected a woman VP, so you know we checked that box. We can like relax now and not worry about you know women anywhere else or a woman being president and. I'm not going to be happy until there's a woman president sitting at that house, (laughs) you know, I I I really believe, you know, and I believe women, you know, by design are better leaders than men by design. I will be completely happy when I finally see a woman at the president's seat at that table. Um, I think this is a great start. I am honored and thrilled that it's happened in my lifetime and I I believe that you know women are fabulous innate leaders and they should they should be there they should be at that table.
1: Disheartening at times to find out the United States although we are a young country right so if you really think about it I mean we haven't been around that long I mean you know just under three hundred years right so seventeen seventy six right to now to two thousand and twenty so relatively right. we're we're a young country right so but there have been many countries. Um, who have proven, like New Zealand or Germany, that have proven that they can have a woman at the top seat, right, in in leadership to lead their country. And these women, Angela, Angela Merkel, you know, Jacinda Ardern, those are the women I'm referring to. They have shown and those countries have proven that female leadership doesn't change just because it's a woman at the top and not a man. It almost seems right. like the country has done fairly better or fairly well in a sense when they've had a well, woman at the top. Well, yeah,
2: yes, because I, I honestly believe women are, you know, have better leadership skills than men. You know, I think that we have to lead. We haven't had a lot of direct power most of our lives. You know, and think if you think about it, even, like, as, as not far back as, like, the mid-70s, you know, women couldn't even get their own credit card or buy a house, you know, get a mortgage on their own. So we are equal – our equality, our equal rights, our civil equal rights, they're incre- – if you think our country's young, you know, our equal rights are even younger, right? And so I think – you know, we've had to develop leadership skills all along because we didn't have the direct power. And so we couldn't tell people what to do, so we had to convince people through through leading them that our path, our vision, you know, the way we, you know, to back us up. And so we've we've been socialized to be really good leaders because we haven't had the big stick to hit people over the head to make them do things. No, I couldn't agree with you more.
1: And I think – Like you said, we we tend to be, in a sense, better leaders. Again, not taking any away from men because I know a lot of great men in leadership. But I often wonder if it's, you know, the way we we are wired, especially if we are women who have the opportunity to be mothers, right? Because I think about myself as a mother, and I'm sure it's the same with you, Jack, We handle a lot, and we handle a lot all at the same time. I mean, whether you have one child or multiple children, and then not to mention if you have a partner, um, and then yourself, and then your job, right? So we have lots of balls in the air that we're juggling constantly and trying to make sure that they all don't drop. And so I wonder if that's what it is in leadership, because we have that ability to think on multiple things and multiple important, you know, topics and activities all at the same time.
2: I couldn't agree more. I mean, absolutely. What you forgot in there are the pets too, right? Because there's, there's all that stuff. And then you have to keep the pets alive too because you're <laughs> yeah. sort of responsible for that. You're sort of responsible for that as well. So, yes, we, we, my, my son will tell me, he often says, it's not, it's not lost unless you can't find it, mom. It's like whatever's missing, he's like, mom, can you help me? Because I'll know it's really lost if you can't find it. So how is it that I can find stuff? You know, I mean, what is that? What, what do I have some special <laughs> powers that I don't know about? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Most definitely. So. No, I, I I can attest to that because I'm constantly finding things for my boys here at the house. All right. So speaking of parenthood and and motherhood especially, uh, sometimes women, you know, they become empty nesters. Their their children, all their children, graduate. And they have, there's that term, empty nesters. And they have trouble understanding where to go next since their kids are gone because they've been a, a parent that that's kind of been their whole life. And now their children are gone, they're adults. And they kind of sometimes have that, an empty feeling inside. Um, so how, what, what are some things that you can say to women to make them, you know, feel comfortable with, now your, your job in life, it has shifted a little bit now that you don't have young people to take care of
2: well all I have to say is woo woo you can you can actually take care of yourself again <laughs> how how awesome is that right um, but no I, I, I hear you and I think you know I think it's okay it's a big rite of passage when our children exit the the house, right, when they go off on their own as young adults. And it's a testament to good parenting. If you can actually get your child to walk out that front door, it means that they're ready to be an adult, which is fabulous. But of course, it's also a loss. It's, It's a big change. And it's really okay to grieve that and to go through that process. But the other side, of, on the other side of that, once you get through the, the grief and, and get through that and allow yourself to feel that, on the other side of that is pure opportunity. I mean, pure opportunity. And what is amazing is that women in midlife, um, you know, in, in their late 40s, or early 50s, they are... Reinventing themselves left and right, it is one of the highest percentages of new entrepreneurs in in the world are women over fifty uh, it 's a great opportunity to you know reinvent yourself and do something that you have always wanted to do and put on the back burner because you were juggling family and pets and partners and jobs or you know it's also an opportunity to Figure out how to practice some better self-care, and on on my platform on Cool Life, I have several women who write about empty nest and empty nesting. On the platform, they're experts. their Their coaching careers are mostly dealing with empty nest, empty nest syndrome, and helping women try to rethink this time in their life and kind of get it, that new part of their life started. So if, if anyone is listening and you really want to learn a little bit more about the empty nest syndrome and maybe get some ideas of where you could start to to get yourself out of the grieving period if that's what you're feeling, if you're not already redecorating the room, um, I highly recommend going to the platform and, you know, just search Empty Nest or Empty Nester and you, you'll you see a lot of content written just about that topic. Wow, that
1: that's really awesome. I'm kind of in the middle of my parenting phase if you will my I've got two middle schoolers and well then I of course I have my youngest (laughs) you know who's not yet who hasn't even entered into school so in less than six years my oldest son will be off to college and I think about what is that going to feel like not having that having him in the house and then shortly after that his my middle son will be going to college as well and so sometimes we're so used to Juggling things, like I said before, and schedules, and events, and activities, and friends, getting them to all these different parties. So, I often wonder sometimes, like, what is that going to look like once I don't have to do that anymore? <laughs> so, some of the women out there, you know, the, yes, you're right, Jack. There is life <laughs> after our kids. And so, we got to make sure we have one, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> well, and also, our kids get us ready. For that moment. They don't go from you driving them to parties and you helping them with their homework and you running back to get the homework that they forgot from school back in the days where they actually used to go to school. They don't go from that to walking out your door. You know what they do first? They get a driver's license and uh, car sure. keys. And then, and then all of a sudden, it's almost as if you've lost them. Even though, they still bring you your dirty laundry and they still expect for you to wave that magic make food wand. But other than that, it's really hard to get them, you know, to participate in the family because they're really exercising their independence, which in a way I think helps prepare us for the eventuality of when they're not coming back for the magic wave your food wand or the laundry, you know? So I think, um, it doesn't, it's not an abrupt change. It does happen gradually.
1: Well, that's true. I, I can't say that because I'm watching my boys become more and more independent every day. Now, I want to shift slightly because I know our society and even just culturally, you know, if you are a woman, then the expectation is that you get married and you have children, that you are expected to be a wife and you are expected to be a mother And yes, you can have your career, but really that's what your goal is supposed to be, right? (laughs) So what can you say to women who have not gotten married and perhaps they're in their 50s or 60s and, you know, they just have never gotten married, whether it just never happened to them or it just wasn't their goal, which is totally fine. And then also for the women who, same thing, like motherhood just wasn't for them or it just didn't happen for them. And when we talk about female empowerment, right? So there are sisters as well. So what can you say to them? Because I know we shame not, and I'm, I don't mean we like you and I, uh, but you know, people in society, in our culture, we tend to think, oh, you didn't, you haven't gotten married, or you know, and or you, you're not a mother, you know. So what can we say to empower women, um, you know, who who has not, who have not experienced those two events in their life? Because to me, they're not, it doesn't make them less men for
2: sure. Oh, 100%. I mean, more power to you, sister. If, you, if you've been able to be, you know, independent your entire life and, and living it the way you want to live it, um, if you've decided you don't want to be married and if you've decided you don't want to be a mother, motherhood is not for everyone. As a matter of fact, you know, motherhood, I. I, so, I so I, you know, I want to go on the record for saying that I love my son more than anything. I would give my life up for my son in a heartbeat without even questioning it. But I'll tell you, the act of parenting has not been my favorite thing. I like having my son, and I'm glad I get to be his mother, and I get, I'm glad he is my child, and I love the person he's becoming. But all of the actual parenting crud that you do, I didn't enjoy that that much. You know, that's a lot of tedious work and it's thankless most of the time. So I know plenty of women who have decided not to have children. And they have a lot – they've had a lot more free time. They've had a lot more disposable income. They've been able to take care of themselves. And I'm I'm like, good for you. Good on you, right? Go, you go, girl. I mean, like, why don't let? Don't, because I also think that you know that whole adage "misery loves company." I think some women are like, "Really, you're not married? You don't have the you don't have a baby?" You know, yeah, their life actually their quality of life might actually be better than yours. You know, and so get over yourself. You know,
1: yeah, no, I, not- I am
2: all, yeah, I'm all I'm all for women making choices about how they wanna how they want to experience life and. Being married and being a mother are choices, but so are the choices of not participating in either one of those things. Those are equally great choices, you know?
1: No, most definitely. I think, you know, you have to think about your pathway and what works for you. And like you said, yeah, motherhood may not be for everyone. Hey, I'm starting to wonder if marriage is for me. (laughs) I've tried it twice. Uh, It didn't work out so much. Uh so I, hey, a
2: I I was married and I'm not married anymore and so I I did it but I don't know that I'd ever do it again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know. But it's okay.
1: Right. And Right. And I mean it's not to say that I've given up on love but it's just more so maybe the institution of marriage or or whatever, or maybe I need to take a class on it or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but who <you> knows. <laughs> All right, so I know you talk a lot about how women can seek collaboration over competition to get ahead in their careers. So what is that all about? Can you explain that a little bit more?
2: Sure. My entire platform is based on collaboration. All of the women who are content experts on my site are my collaborators, and we are stronger together. We are making a bigger We're making bigger noise and we're getting more visibility because we're combining forces. An individual can only garner so much attention and garner so much um, respect or, you know, it, it really takes power of multiple people to really make change. And rather than fighting against one another, collaborating and lifting each other up and filling in the blanks where, you know, someone's expertise fills in the blanks of somebody else's where somebody else doesn't quite have the expertise, but then the outcome of the collaboration is so much more powerful than either piece of product or work would have been if it had been done by the individual. And so I have built my entire business model on the premise of collaboration. And thus far, it's working fabulously well. I mean, I have new women coming on board almost every month. I mean, right now there are 30, but I have three more that are on, on, in the process of onboarding as well. And it's all, it's all through introductions and conversations of, hey, what are you doing? This is what I'm doing. Wow, there's some really great synergies. Maybe we should look at collaborating. I think we could help each other out. And it works.
1: Well, phenomenal job at developing this platform. And so while you're, you are creating this wonderful platform for other women, Jack, I have to ask you, what value has Cool Life provided to you as a woman?
2: Well, that's really easy. First, I built it because I didn't see anything like that, and I wanted something like that. So I built it originally. For myself, and I was hoping that other women would appreciate it as well that was the reason I built it now serendipitously what's happened is through the process of building the community and having conversations with literally hundreds upon hundreds of women by now the the um, cool life is about two and a half years old, and so I have had a ton of conversations with literally hundreds of women and what is amazing is I have a whole new set of friends, of friendships out there all over the world. Women that I haven't necessarily met, all of them face-to-face, but I will someday. But these women, I can, I can call them, I can text them and, you know, ask them, hey, I'm thinking this for the site, what do you think? And they're there. They're, here to, they're there to help. They're there to, to collaborate. I've had some personal um, things happen through the business. I, I lost my business partner to cancer uh, about a year and a half ago. And all of these women who were collaborating with me, they would all text me Just thinking about you. So I I've ended up with a new family of powerful sisters who are there, who are intelligent and wise and thoughtful and caring and giving and kind and I did not see that coming. I did not anticipate that being the greatest gift, but it has been.
1: Well, again, you know, I know I've said it several times throughout this interview, but hats off to you and seeing that gap and seeing that need and filling it. You are a remarkable woman. I could just continue to talk to you all day, (laughs) but I know that we only have a certain amount of time. But I have one last question, and that question is what's the best piece of advice that you have ever received?
2: If I can think it, I can have it. So simple but so profound. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. Yep. (laughs) I was just going to say that I have, I'm a very tenacious individual. If I want something, inevitably I'm going to get it. It It may take me a while, but it's going to happen. If I say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It will happen if I say it will. And because I'm, I'm not, I won't take no for an answer.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love the passion. Wow. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. Can you do me a favor? Can you take the time to let everyone know how they can access Cool Life or become one of your Cool Life contributors or collaborators?
2: Absolutely. The platform is coollife.com. And that is spelled a little bit cattywampus. It's k-u-e-l-l-i-f-e dot com. And if you go out there and peruse it and see if it resonates with you, read some of the articles, see what the experts are talking about. If you have any interest at all, just reach out to me. You can reach out to me through the platform. Um, there's uh, places for you to send me emails. And also sign up for our Sunday roundup. Every Sunday I deliver to your inbox the latest hot topics that were written about that week. So if you missed them on the site during the week, you can, you know, peruse them over a cup of coffee on Sunday mornings.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. Any last words of encouragement for the listeners as they strive for more?
2: Oh, yeah, just make it happen. Um, You know, figure out what you want to do. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be like the ideal thing that you want to do. Just pick something and see if that's it. See if that sticks. And if it doesn't stick, pick something else. But moving forward and learning and keeping yourself interested in the world that we live in, we, we have so much life to live and there's no reason we should slow down in midlife and beyond. We can we can we can have it all.
1: Wonderful. Well, Jack, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. I wish you and your family nothing but blessings and abundance in your future. Please take care. Thank you for having me here.
0: Are you interested in growing your business? Then send me an email at at email.com. You can advertise and spotlight your business on one of my episodes. You can sponsor one episode or a targeted episode, or you can sponsor multiple episodes. I would be delighted to help you grow your business and expose your product or service to a brand new audience. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.